0: Hi, you're listening to Mystically Inclined with Fiona and Mo. A podcast featuring conversations that explore what it means to live in alignment. From the practical to the mystical, we're here to challenge our beliefs, learn from each other, and grow together.
1: And have fun. And have fun. (laughs) Okay, on today's episode, we have Jenny Halla. She is an energy healer, soul activator, and an Akashic Records guide. She took us to meet the Akashic Records. I mean... She did.
0: And it was actually <laughs> quite funny. You just have to hear it because Bo and I were laughing so hard <laughs> at what she read for you. I know. That was pretty funny.
1: That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and you were also really drawn to her nomad lifestyle. Living.
0: I sure was. I was like, ooh, is this in my car? I've been thinking that I want to do that. Be a nomad. Wow. I've always said gypsy, but I feel like nomad is more appropriate, but I don't know. Either way, I would take either one.
2: How about that? Put it
0: out
1: there like that. Either way, it's interesting to hear about. So we hope you enjoy Jenny Hala. Hi, Jenny. Welcome
2: to the show. Yeah, I'm excited. I listened to a couple of your episodes and I love how conversational it is. So like I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready awesome. to have a chat.
1: <laughs> Thank That's you. I awesome. listened to some of yeah. your episodes too, too, and I felt the same way. I was like, oh, she's just like easygoing. Even in our text exchanges, it was like, this is going to be fun. <laughs>
2: I'm yeah. excited.
0: Yeah, we love making new friends. So congratulations. You're our newest friend.
2: <laughs> Woo, yes, and we were already talking about before you press record, like the people that will probably connect to each other because yeah. yes. I don't know like, and now you have
0: someone to visit if you ever find yourself th- coming through connecticut
2: so true so true mm-hmm. and you already like spilled the beans maybe on my lifestyle right there
0: i like, know what, i'm do you want so me excited to tell
2: them or do you want to tell them
0: like <laughs> you i think tell you them. should
2: tell them yes let's just
0: jump right in
2: <laughs> yeah so um i live full time on the road as a nomad and two years ago actually it's been the, over two years may 4th was the two-year mark I sold, my husband and I sold everything and we were living in downtown St. Pete, Florida and we sold everything. And we decided we were gonna go on a bit of a nomad adventure. And when we first started, we had said, okay, you know, maybe four to six months was where my husband felt comfortable. And then I was like, I'm in, like this has been my lifelong dream, let's go for a year. And he's like, oh, that's too long, but okay, fine. I'll be open to that. You gotta be open to leaving the road sooner. Well, so funny enough, about four months in, we had a conversation <laughs> and he was like, I like this. And I was like, me too. <laughs> so we were like, we're doing this. And a couple of questions that usually come up. So I'll go ahead and answer them. And of course, answer any other ones is we stay in Airbnbs or furnished places. So no van, mm-hmm. no hashtag van life or RV life or anything like that. <laughs> and... Um, we did keep some things we have a five by five storage back in the Tampa Bay area just to keep you know, like things we did not want to take along like. Um, because of the four month thing we did keep like some dishes and a blow up mattress and some you know things that would make it easier to like settle back in and i'm like air quoting that. Mm-hmm. And then we kept like he's got guitars and we have some things like that that we didn't want to bring on the road that we wanted to have and funny mm-hmm. i'm going to add this in if if we ever settle down because it just does not feel in our energy fields like anywhere in the near future that we're going to stop
0: that is so cool um so do you guys like work remotely is that why this could kind of work
2: yeah totally so that thank you for saying that Mm. so living in downtown saint pete we were like okay we work online (laughs) we just need good internet we can literally do this anywhere (laughs) anywhere and i we have been in the u.s primarily over these past two years, we do have a senior dog who's 14. And Mm -hmm. so to go internationally is just not something that we want to do while he's still here with us on this earth plane. We do have a seven and a half pound dog. So when the bigger boy, he's 60 pounds, the 14 year old, when he passes, you know, the intention of getting a little tiny dog is that if we wanted to, we could fly around the world with him. Right. Fairly easily. I don't know what I don't know, but that's kind of like, we could take them anywhere. That'll be so fun.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I love that. It's such a dream. Um, I I don't know how nomad I I could go, but I definitely love the idea of just being able to work from anywhere and live anywhere and just kind of see new places and experience new, you know, different parts of the country or the world. Like it just mm-hmm. sounds like so much fun. And my husband's like that too. He's a little closer. He's a lot more remote working than I am currently, but that's like our, our goal.
2: No, that's awesome. And a lot of people do it differently. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course it's become more and more popular as more and more people have become aware of it. Of course, post everything that happened with the pandemic, you know, people became more remote. And so they went, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, how do I do this? And I feel like at least my, my, and my husband's take with this is if you do want to live nomad, Don't allow yourself to get stuck in the boxes of what you see on YouTube or social media or even what I shared today, because there are so many different ways to do this and you could take aspects of what I'm doing and you could apply it to your life. Hell, you could even like go, you know what? I love the nomad thing. I'm going to go nomad for three months and I'm going to come back in my comfy bed and I'm going to sleep here and I'm going to love it that would count too. I feel like everything in between counts. It's not just those because one thing, this is like small gripe, one thing that I see on like Facebook groups and things like that when it's nomads is primarily people who are traveling internationally and so it's kind of like I feel like people like me who's like oh you just travel the U.S. Oh, you're not a nomad like I feel that energy there and I'm like It really doesn't matter because I literally am doing the same thing as you I'm just not doing it on an international scale at the moment like it's literally the same thing and. The length of time if it feels better to you to go stay somewhere for two months stay somewhere for two months if it feels better Mm -hmm. to do two days stay two days. We don't do short stays we are ideally minimum a month Mm
1: -hmm. and sometimes
2: three months feels a bit too long, but we have stayed three months in a couple of places. Um, But sometimes you're starting to get the itch, like, okay, I'm ready to go out again. How do you get your mail? Okay, so great, great question. (laughs) I scoured all kinds of different solutions, and there's so many different thought processes to this. So I'll tell you how I get it, and I'll tell you some of the things that people would consider for this. So I use a service called Mail, and it's basically a virtual mailbox. Mm. Now, there are so many different services that do the virtual mailbox thing, the next thing as you're looking into something like this is one, let's say if you have a family member or parents or a sister, brother, I don't know a friend where you would feel comfortable having that address as your home address, and then they could help send you mail or scan mm-hmm. mail or whatever. A lot of people do that. We didn't have that as an option. So mm-hmm. we didn't have you a family member. And since we were already residents in Florida, Florida being a no-tax state, a lot of people who do, and I'm not an accountant by any means, (laughs) when I said no tax, I was like, oh my God, that's not my thing. (laughs) um, A lot of people in the RV world, when they go into the RV world, they want to get their license plates and get like residency in Florida and South Dakota and Texas. Those are the three states that a lot of people who live that type of lifestyle want to have on their license plates and on their driver's license. And they don't mm-hmm. have to pay state taxes, mm-hmm. so I said all that to say that the address that we have is actually on my ID, where my virtual mailbox is. I have run into a couple challenges with it when it comes to like banking institutions because they're like, "This is not a physical address." Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, I'm like, "Well, I was able to put it on my ID." Now I don't know if you were flying into. Florida to put the my RV mailbox. How easy or hard that would be to put on your yeah. ID? Since I was already a resident, I just did right. a change. Right. So I can't speak to that, but actually, I have my um, registration because my birthday was just a couple days ago, and it was Happy time. Happy birthday! <laughs> Happy birthday! My third baby. Um, <laughs> I uh I had to get my registration renewed, so the registration went to. My virtual mailbox I got I, I can see the front of the mail and then I can opt to scan it to see what's inside. I already knew what was inside because I was expecting it so I didn't need to use one of my scans for that and that's actually as we speak on its way to me where we are right now. So then what you do is you just put in your address and you say ship my mail if you need anything physical so like I have a credit card in there, I have that and there's I forget what the other thing is. And so we've shipped things that are important, whether it be maybe a check comes you can pay them. If you want to pay for that service and they can cash checks like on your behalf oh, or something and put them into yeah. your account i don't know how it works but they do have a service and we don't get that many checks so don't pay for that service but let's say you are a business that received checks why would you sit here and like constantly ship it to you if you could just have that yeah. and put it straight into your account right so yeah so i get to see all my scans like when tax information comes i don't need those physical papers i just need
1: the PDF info, that yeah. I pull
2: from yeah. the scan that I then save in my files and I give to the accountant. There's very little that I actually need physically in yeah, my. Yeah, it
0: makes sense. I we forget to check our mail half the time because nobody ever gets anything in the mail. You know, like you check your front door for what whatever got shipped packages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, packages. packages. Uh-huh. As far as like the physical mail, I never yeah. even Think to look in the box because everything, like we do, everything virtually all of our Mm -hmm. banking, all all of that.
2: Oh, cool. Well, I too, with packages, is one other thing I'll say we track all of our packages like a hawk. Okay. Mm. So, because we're in a space for a certain period of time, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say sometimes there's things that you order that they can't really give you a date when it's coming, it comes when it comes then we either try to wait and order those things when it aligns when maybe we're going to be in a town where we have family. So that way mm-hmm. it could go to the family member's house. It sits there till we get there. And we don't fine. have to worry about it arriving. I've only had that happen once. I ordered some clothes from ThreadUp and we were in a place I think for like 2 or 3 weeks and ThreadUp is usually pretty quick about getting clothes to you, so I ordered at the front of our stay. And I think it comes from where the warehouses are based on where you buy it. And it was coming from three different warehouses. And I got like two of the warehouse arrivals. And the last one arrived the day after we left. Oh, no. So it worked out. The host was great. She mailed it to me. But guess what? It now cost me an additional (laughs) 10 or 15 (laughs) bucks to get the $6 shirt that I was trying to get from ThreadUp. You know, it kind of... So we like, we watch everything like a hawk, <laughs> like literally the Amazon guy pit pulls up and I meet him outside. Like, hi, thank you very much. I'll take my packages. <laughs>
0: See you later. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So tell us a little about your business. Obviously we know you read the Akashic records, but like, what is that a service you do for people? Like you offer one-on-one sessions. How does that kind of work?
2: Well, before we go to that, let me just kind of back up and ask both like, what is your, because I know you guys are familiar with it, but what is your familiarity level with it? And then potentially the audience, like who's listening? Like, what do they know? Are we talking like super beginner? Are we talking advanced? Like, where should I like plug into the journey?
0: I would probably say super beginner.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because obviously, you know, like, for example, Um, I ask this on all, I do one-on-one readings and I do some other, like I do some coaching experiences and I can share more about that in a minute. But usually when I get on with somebody and I'm doing a reading, that's like the first question, like, have you heard of the Akashic records? Mm. And some people are like, yep, I think I'm going to be a practitioner and I work with energy all the time. And I know all about vibrational frequency and I know about the dimensions and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh dimension. Like we could have a total conversation like that. And then there's other people who come on and they're like, well, I know you and I trust you. So I booked a reading with you. I've never done anything like this. I have no idea what I got myself into, but I'm here. So I've, I've had everybody in between. In between, yeah. yeah. Or like if I were to say some of the things I just said, which possibly this happened with you, either of you or even listener, is like, what the hell did she just say? <laughs> what were some of those words? What? Oh, so, there's a lot
1: more dimensions than I'm familiar with. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. There's, there's lots of dimensions. I mean, it goes, I don't know when it ends, but there are eight octaves per dimension. So even like in the third dimension or the fourth or the fifth dimension. And the thing is, is they all just basically lay over each other. So it's not like you're going somewhere else.
0: Mm.
2: It's more about your energetic frequency and what you're aligning to as to like what your experience is. And so I've heard different things. I have not validated this for myself. I don't know how I would validate it. But anyways, I've heard that the Akashic Records exist in the 12th dimension. I've heard that it exists in the seventh dimension. So I've heard other things too. I think what's more important than maybe what other people have channeled or received or perceived to be like the truth of where the Akashic Records is or isn't, it is just for me at least this is my perspective is more about why like what is it and why is it and why would you care and why would you want to work with it or receive a reading or whatever and so the akashic records is an energy field where every soul's past present and future possibilities exists and so it's it's an ever-growing because we all have free will on this planet to choose and do as we As we do so it's not like some psychic thing like oh here's all the things in your path that you're meant to do and now you're stuck to it. Mm -mm. Right. It has got this information because the purpose and intention of an Akashic record reading is to help you with your soul's growth, your soul's ascension, to help you get unstuck, to help you move forward, it's a very loving frequency and energy. And so if for any reason you're ever involved with an Akashic record reading or an Akashic record experience, if you are coming to a place of fear that's being instilled by the like, you are going to die tomorrow, or I don't I don't even know what would, like, you may want to question if that is, because the way that the record keepers and why there's record keepers, they work as like an intermediary. Um, I'm gonna go off on like a little side thing here, but some teachers and practitioners talking about going in the records. And I'm sure that people have done it, do it and, and go into the records. But from what I personally have experienced and believe is I don't really feel a need for us to be in the records because let's just, let's just say like, act like it's this big library. Cause some people see it like that. I don't see it like that, but doesn't mean it's not a truth because it's always and this and, so let's say it's a big library and i'm going in for fiona's records okay or even i'm going in for my own i let's keep it on my own let's not let's not put anything out there with you guys so i go in for my own records and i'm like hmm, i'm in the records let me pull this book and see what it says like what value or what purpose does that bring to me to pull this book of my soul's experience to see things that could traumatize me, that could scare me, that could, because maybe, oh, I got chills even talking about this. Even maybe in a past life, I um, um, did some horrible things because that was what my soul wanted to experience in that past life. But in this life, I'm a very good and angelic, nice person. So like learning that my soul had that experience might not be of the highest and best good for what I need right now. That's extreme, but like as an example, or maybe pulling out another book and seeing well my death is on February fifth, twenty, 20 2200 I like what good does that bring you to know. These things so with an Akashic record keeper, these are keepers that keep the records that when i'm communicating and receiving messages for people i'm receiving them from them and your guides and so they're pulling essentially the books that are in the highest and best good for you based on where you're at, what you're open to receiving, um, what you need to hear. <laughs> cause sometimes you want a certain answer and that's not the answer you're going to get, you're going <laughs> to get the answer. So I'll, I'll pause cause that was a lot and I've actually never explained it like that before. So for whatever reason, that was what was flowing. So let me pause and just do a temperature check here. <laughs> I'm like, that makes sense. No, I
0: think that's so great. Everything you said, I think it really is important for people to know that any type of service where you're kind of intermixing with someone else's energy, like the intention is for the highest and best. And, and I think a lot of people have fear over getting any type of reading because they're like, oh, well, I don't want to know something bad. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, sometimes things, I mean, like you said, we have free will, so it's just a perspective of like something being bad, but also I like the idea of like having the gate here or something like in between you and that information to help kind of filter it. So this so way, you know, you're not going to give somebody something that could traumatize them and kind of send them back instead of ugh, help us send them forward.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times too, well, no, a lot of times, all the time, I'm going to rephrase based on what I was going to share is when I'm, doing a reading for somebody and they ask a question it is in my highest and best good to move like my human aside and I'm not going anywhere because my eyes are open during your reading I'm very consciously here Mm -hmm. but let's say you're like oh my god I've been like trying sometimes this happens in a reading oh my god I've been trying so hard to figure this thing out and I just really want to know the answer And my human side is compassionate for you and what it is you're asking and i really want you to have the answer but like jenny doesn't have the answer (laughs) right jenny doesn't know the answer our egos we may think that we do i'm sure that jenny could come up with an answer to support you
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so it's my like my job to like move that aside and to listen from the energetic standpoint as to what is being shared Um, intuitively. So I'm using are you guys familiar with like the Claire senses, the five Claire's? No. So there's like the most common ones, clairvoyance. Oh, okay. Okay, Right. So that's the seeing. And Mm -hmm. for some people, they may physically see something. But for most, it's seeing from like the third eye perspective. Mm -hmm. And so there's clairaudience, which is hearing, Mm -hmm. clairsentience, which is feeling. Um, claire cognizance, which is knowing and claire something, which is tasting. I forget Claire salient or something. I forget what that one is. Cause that one, I don't, I have not accessed that one as often. So what I'm tuning into is like, what visions am I being shown? I get a lot of um, clear cognizance of just the knowing where it just drops in. And then I have to explain what it is that just kind of dropped in. <laughs> hmm. And that can be challenging because it's like, I sometimes wish that they would just say the words that they want me to say. So I could just be like, here are the words for you, because I'm trying (laughs) to choose the words to explain like what just got impressed on me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what I'm doing is I'm sharing whatever it is I'm seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting, whatever. And I'm not interpreting it. It was a big thing because Mm. what a lot of people are, and I'm not saying this is the case for everybody. Okay. This is not an across the board statement. This is just a general statement to help, Give some points for clarity is that a lot of people see different mediums on tv and that's what i would say like a type of psychic type of experience intuitive that a lot of people are more familiar with because it's mm-hmm. been put on tv right and so what you may see in stuff like that is the this the psychic the medium the person may have like an encyclopedia of words or things So, okay, when I see someone on this side that tells me it's maternal, when I see someone on that side, when I see an cross, that means there's religion, right? They may kind of like have some kind of a glossary of symbols or terms as a way to explain the messages. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. But Mm -hmm. in an Akashic Mm -hmm. record reading, I don't have those glossary or terms. If it's on the right side, I'm telling you it's on the right side and that's where it ends. It's for you to interpret that, what that means to you. So let's say I, I'll I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. I was in a reading with a woman and she asked, what can I know about my relationship with my daughter? And I was like, okay. So I tune in and I saw a clown on a tricycle. That means absolutely nothing to me. means nothing to me. And if I were to interpret it, I'd be like, I don't know, there's this like weird clown on this tricycle. I don't know. I might like put my own filters on it. Right. Mm -hmm. By the way, I don't think clowns are weird. It's just an example. So she goes, oh, my God, that tells me everything I need to know. And I was blown away because this was like earlier in my process. And I was like, holy shit, how on earth was that impactful (laughs) message? (laughs) And she ended up telling me after. She was like, oh, my daughter's in the circus. And it gave me the exact like thing that I could do to connect with her further. And I was like, cool. That's awesome. Wow. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it can be like that. It's different, but that's an example. So if I were to interpret that, I might've completely ruined the message Mm. and the experience for the other, the person on the other side. So I just share. Do you
0: think that's something specific to reading the Akashic records? Like, is that what you're kind of saying is like, because it's an Akashic record reading, you're not really intuiting or like interpreting. You're more just a channel or a vessel of just like, this is coming through. Yeah, do it's with, I'm with definitely it. a okay. channel
2: of okay. when I'm in the classroom records and where, where, um, as I'm stepping in and being pulled into different things. So, like I said, I do the one-on-one readings. That is clearly a channel I'm sharing really? and I'm being, I've been pulled into doing work in different ways. So I have a program called seven weeks of magic that I do one-on-one mm-hmm. and I do, I'm actually launching my first group coming up here in the end of July and where it's different because I've done coaching before this is like different because it's kind of like a merge of the two in that I'm opening the person's records ahead of time. And so I am a channel and I am open, but I'm also tuning into the energy of what's going on. So it's like a hybrid where I'm still Jenny and all of Jenny's experiences come into that, but also too, if someone's going on and on about this thing in their business or whatever, I'm not fully listening from a coach perspective where I would then reflect that back and ask a question. I'm listening from an energetic perspective. And so there may be more of like Jenny's experiences tied in because I'll hear the record keepers be like, tell this experience that doesn't happen Mm. as often in a reading because it's more about the person. But if we're talking about like a seven week transformational, it does kind of hybridize and because the person's there, there'll be a discussion because we've got a different container for it, a different space, but there may be a discussion as to like, well, what comes up for you? Well, what did you feel? you know what I'm saying, where it goes a little bit more into that. Um, does yeah, that make that's sense? That's really
0: cool. That makes so much sense okay. uh, because exactly like you're saying, when there's a group, that's part of the magic of being in the group. You know, it's, it's hearing other people's like, personally, I like to take in information from a group or even just a conversation. Like I like to listen to other people's experiences. I learn the most mm-hmm. that way versus if someone just tells me like, oh, X, Y, Z is going to happen or something like that. Like it just kind of, I take it in better in the group. So that's really, that's cool. That's pretty interesting.
2: Well, and also think about this podcast, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, it's as if someone's over listening our conversation at the coffee shop. Right. Or a part of it if they choose to be.
1: Right. Right. Have you always felt um, pulled by your intuition or Called to like dabble in these different modalities, or how did you come to find the Akashic records specifically?
2: Such a fun question. And I'm going to start once again. I, I don't always share the things I happen to be sharing here. So cool, uh, which is cool. Like, it's, I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is fun. And you know what? I don't know if it's because I opened the records before we started because of what we talked about we might do. So I don't know if it's that or just, I don't know, new energy, new thing. So, um, I've always been into this type of thing. I never thought I would be the one doing the reading or the one doing the thing. And so I say that because as I have stepped into this fully, because this is what I do full-time now, um, as I've stepped into this fully at the beginning, I was nervous because I was like, oh, so many other intuitives and psychics and people who do this type of work if you look at their bios, it's like, oh my God, I was born this way. And I was seeing angels when I was three months old. And I was (laughs) speaking to the. And I think that's great. I'm not mocking it. But like, from a human perspective, it's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who am I to be like, oh, guess what? I do this now. right? (laughs) Now at the same time, (laughs) I'll like back up because I have, like I said, I've been into this stuff for a long time. And I really dove in over the past two to three years, like really went down. And that's why I learned a lot about the different dimensions. And I heard about earth ascending and wanting to ascend into the fifth dimension from a third dimensional state. And just things that you may, if you're listening or even you two, like you may be like, what the F is she talking about? <laughs> right. So I went down all these things. I <laughs> <laughs> I went down all these things and I was like, what? And look, here's the thing. You can hear those things and be like, that's wackadoodle. I'm not interested. You could hear those things and go, hmm, okay, had no idea. That shifts some things for me. You always have a choice, whether it be information someone's sharing on YouTube about something, they're teaching something, or even with channeled messages. Like you said this before, Fiona, like you always have a choice. You're using mm-hmm. your discretion as to what it is that you want to lean into more. And yeah. so, in that period of time, I mean, I was like, when I'm into something, I like rapidly consume it. And when it's someone just like if I'm watching Kara Nate travel around the the world, I want to watch their video in one speed. If I'm watching, uh, Lori Ladd was one of the people that I watched. I learned about the different dimension stuff. I'm I'm watching her at an hour and a half video or 45 minute video. I'm watching that shit on two X. I'm not even watching it. I'm listening to it because I don't need to watch her face. share with me. That's my choice. That's how I do it. So I was just like blasting through all this stuff. And I was like, holy, oh my God. And then this, and oh, my my mind was blowing every five (laughs) seconds. And um, since I was watching all this stuff, I thought I was on the fringes of things. I was learning about 5D, waking up in 5D and living in 5D. And what does this even mean? And I was at a Barnes and Noble and I saw the book, Waking Up in 5D. And I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I had no idea that this could be mainstream. Right. <laughs> like, how is this sitting on the shelf where I can <laughs> it? So I bought the book and it was blowing my mind and it was by Marine St. Germain. And I ended up buying all of her books except for opening the Akashic Records. I had thought, I don't need that. That's not for me. I'm good. Like I got all the rest of her stuff. I'm good. Yeah. That's not me. Somehow, and I wish I could remember, maybe one day it'll drop in, is somehow this book ended up in my possession. I bought it. I don't I don't know why. I, I can't remember. So I have the book and I'm like, well, here we go. <laughs> and the book was, I like the book because, and anybody could do this, anybody can do this because the Akashic Records is available for everyone to access. You can access them for yourself, access them for others responsibly, with permission and all of that. But they are available for everybody to access. So the book is great. Whether you get that one or another one you're drawn to, I'm not saying it has to be hers, is that what I liked about hers for me, where I was at, she talked about what the Akashic Records were, and then there were exercises. Ask these questions to your higher self. And I journaled. And then it was like, okay, use this sacred opening prayer ceremony, whatever word you wanna use to call it. Now open the records, and ask these same questions. And as I went through that, I could feel a distinct difference between the two. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I wasn't expecting that from a book experience. I just thought I was gonna read about it and be like, oh, it's another, another book I read that I can just put over here. <laughs> so I ended up signing up for her classes and just was very surrendered to the experience, not controlling it. Um, I remember sitting there <laughs> like so we're in the class on zoom and we're sitting there and (laughs) they're like okay break out into sessions and now you're going to do little mini readings for each other and since we're all students there's this like safe feeling to it and i remember sitting there i think we had like seven minutes or something and i do the thing and i open their records and i'm just staring at the screen and i'm like we're just in silence and everybody's so patient and i'm just like when is something gonna show Like, how am I going to know I'm receiving something like I'm just sitting there and I'm like kind of embarrassed because I'm just sitting there, but I'm like, okay, just, just wait, just wait, just wait. And I wish I could remember the first one, but this is one of the first is I ended up, I was like, okay, so I'm seeing some roosters and I'm (laughs) like, "I'm, I'm going nuts here. And the girl goes, oh my God, there's roosters all around me or chickens or whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm in Hawaii and they're all over. And she turns her screen around and she's like, look at all of them. I couldn't hear them. They weren't like cock-a-doodle-doodling. Or <laughs> so I was like, oh. so like things kept happening like that. Where they're I just, just like so serendipitous. Trust yeah. Yeah. And trust and trust and trust. And each time that I would question if this was real, because I have questioned many a times, like, am I nuts? Am I making this up? Like, I know I'm smart. I've learned a lot of things. Like, am I making this shit up? Every time I would have that moment, the reading or the experience right after those thoughts would be so profoundly mind blowing. There is no way that I could have made it up. And I'd be like, okay, okay, this is real okay. 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 <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. This is happening. Like I'm, I'm doing, this is me. I'm doing this. Oh shit. What does this mean for everything else? What are people <laughs> going to think? Like I, I went through all the stages.
0: Yeah. Well talk on that a little bit. Cause I think that's where a lot of people kind of get stuck. You know, we, I truly believe we, we're all gifted, right? We all have gifts that are, that we can share And it's whether people want to or not, but I think a lot of people who want to that hold themselves back, like, can you speak to your experience with that?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll talk about this from an intuitive standpoint, as well as like channeling or doing stuff from a professional or client type of standpoint. Mm -hmm. I feel like a big thing that holds us back is we feel like we really want to get it right. And we're afraid if we don't get it right we're we're afraid to be wrong we're afraid to be found out we're afraid um, to kind of like speak and honor what it is that we're seeing or feeling or receiving and so from a professional standpoint if you can get or whatever even if you want to practice it doesn't matter like from a like a proper container if you can go into a certification or a group or a group of friends or whatever where it's safe and you guys can play with these things intuitively together. And I'm not saying like Ouija board or going crazy like not. I'm talking about like um, you could do like little intuitive things with each other and someone puts a number on a card and then you're guessing what the number is. Or there's also um, I learned this through through silver ultramind method. Forget what the site is, but there is a site like once you've gone through that experience with Mind Valley. That you can go into and there's people who are wanting like healing and they know that these are students that are going through and you're not even working with them, this is all. Like by proxy or whatever and you're basically pulling someone's information and then the practices so like my husband would look at the person's information and it would be their um, Like female or male their age, where in the world they were and where their um, ailments were. So it was very like base, but they input it. And then what I would do is I would, this was pre Akashic Records, I played with this, is what I would do is I would um, follow the Silva Ultramind method, what I learned there, and I would, it felt like guessing. Okay, um, I'm seeing a, a man who's a grandpa, and it'd be like, no, it's a female, okay. Um, so like to have that space where you can quote unquote get it wrong, and there's not, mm-hmm someone's life purpose question on the line or like the biggest decision and and that they've ever made in their life or that you're making in your life like how can you give yourself the space to just practice and just see like there's no pressure there's no pressure we put pressure in ourselves to oh i want to be like her i want to be like him i want to receive it that way how come i don't have an angel standing on my desk (laughs) waving at me and telling me every step to go I must be doing it wrong. Why is it not loud? Why don't I hear trumpets when they tell me what step to take next? I swear, why can't they just be louder? Like it's already happening, but like we're dismissing all of the beautiful moments that are happening that then allow us to become more clear about what it really feels like, what it really sounds like. Mm. How does your intuition speak to you? How does your higher self speak to you? How do your guides speak to you?
1: Well, and I like that you said you would give it space to say, is this real? Is this me? Like that's doubt. And I think with a lot of these practices, it's like you have to be in 100% or it doesn't work. Like, oh, you can be doubtful. It's, It's weird at first. Like you have to build that trust for it to make sense. So that's cool that you could, you know, have the trust and the doubt and then get the confirmations as you went along to build it.
2: Yeah, and I'll add just just to just make that even deeper for anybody. Yes, have the doubt but don't sit in the doubt, right? Mm-hmm. I think it can be very easy to sit in the doubt. Yeah. Right? I, if you talk about anything else, let's say it's not intuitive stuff and you're sharing your life's dreams with somebody who's then questioning everything. Mm-hmm. That creates that speck of doubt. Mm-hmm. And if you're like you just kind of honor that speck of doubt in that conversation, you're like cool, I see that and then you go off and you ground yourself in your dream again. Mm-hmm. I think you're good. But if then you kind of like that doubt just follows you, and now you're like, well, I don't know. Do I even want that? Do I even want to be a nomad? If I'm a nomad, I might die if I go on the streets. And how dare I go out and I live in other places and not have a home? Like, that's very, like, you start living in the doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing with the intuition. Like, if you start going, well, I don't, what, what what's that? It was that it? I don't know. I'm not, I don't even, I'm not like her. I'm not like him. I don't, uh, it's nothing. Like it just squashes it off. So, like, yes, yes, they both can exist, but, like, notice it and re refocus, reground. I am motherfucking powerful. Like, you know, like, I got this shit. That's right. And then, you know what? I need to call Mo. Mo and Fiona need to get together. Hey, yo, I need a little practice session. Can we practice again? <laughs> I need a space where I feel safe, where I can just just be and experience what's happening, what's coming up.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that so much because it's so true. Everything you said is just so valid.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it keeps coming up and it's interesting because, okay, uh, like the doubt, I'll tell you this, the doubt is like, for me, it's always there. It's just Mm -hmm. how loud it is, right? Is it really loud? And it's now having me not make decisions or not move forward because it's like one, the day or one, the hour or one, the moment. And so doing this work uh, and moving from like this place of control like a very ego-based and it's not like ego like i'm the best i'm this egoic person no like it's an ego-based place where the mind thinks it knows what's best for you versus Mm -hmm. the soul and your higher self and following that and so coming from corporate america a type Tons of success checked all the boxes did all the things I knew how to make shit happen. So stepping into the Akashic records world or intuitive world is not about making shit happen. (laughs) Shit can happen as a result of being but it's not about how can I make this happen or how can I control this experience or how can this be on my terms and so having done the coaching stuff before. My approach previously, and this is probably dramatized because we can always look back and see, you know, where Mm -hmm. things were out of alignment, is I would have wanted to do like a group experience where like I have to know what's happening in all of the weeks and all the sessions. It has to be really good because if people are going to pay, I really have to like transform their lives. Like there's a lot of pressure to perform, for it to be amazing, for it to be perfect. It's all those things. And so for me, I'm listening to the whispers and I actually downloaded this group program like two months ago and my doubts were there. I was like, I don't know. I can't do a group program. How am I going to take that many people through that? Is it actually going to be good? How can I promise anything? Like, I don't even like it was all there. And I had a moment. I feel like it's a combination of my doubt stopped it as well as timing because then I had a moment where over the course of two days, the entire program dropped in. So I wasn't trying to force it. I wasn't trying to do anything. It just dropped in. I was like, holy shit, this is the group program. And the group program literally is about this. What we're talking about is helping people to really trust themselves more deeply to listen and strengthen their intuition. And then the words I like to use, which not everybody resonates with, is align to your highest timeline. Mm -hmm. And what that essentially means is like, you know, how can you really get on the path that's moving you in the direction? And that's, it's a frequency first thing. Mm -hmm. And I share this because this concept about intuition and trusting yourself, like I'm coming to realize how important that is as a foundation for many of us. For many of us to really move forward in our life, if we're still, myself included, because I went through it, if we're living in this place of not trusting ourselves, putting more emphasis on people outside of us, mm-hmm. sounds so simple, but it's it's a paradigm I lived in for many, many years. What's wrong with me? Someone help me. Like, why can I not get it right? Someone tell me what to do. I just I just want to do the thing. Please, someone tell me. <laughs> tell me what <laughs> to buy. Yeah, tell me what to buy. Tell me what to get. Tell me what to do. Right. And sometimes that's just the stage that we're in. I'm so grateful that I have moved out of that stage. Holy shit. This Uh is so fucking frustrating.
0: So frustrating. (laughs) It's
2: so frustrating. (laughs) And I think I still have remnants of it. But it's like kind of once you've moved on through it and past it, you go, Oh, okay, I see it.
1: Mm -hmm. I see it.
2: Okay, now just like I said before, let me realign and let me get back in this place because I trust myself. Right. So I, don't, I I know you tried to pull me off there. I know you tried to get me. You ain't getting me because I trust myself. I've fallen into that. <laughs> I had one of those recently. I did. I had one of those recently.
1: What I had, it it was, happens. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: What happened recently?
2: Oh, okay. I, I thought you said it happened. Oh. So like, okay. So basically what happened is... I I'm very open to conversations like you guys texted me like, hey, what up? You want to be on the thing? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Right. Like I'm I'm a pretty open person when it's done from like a more authentic place. And so someone I'd comment on their post and um, it was about retreats because I've always wanted to do retreats. And so this person engaged in a conversation and I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, I'm like, yeah, I get to know this person that I'm connected with on Facebook and I don't really know who they are. So, yay! So we're chatting. And they're like, hey, let's hop on Zoom. And I'm like, "Fuck it, let's go. It's a Friday night. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll hop on Zoom. And I know a lot of people that would not be okay for them. They would be like, what the hell? (laughs) So anyways, I hop on Zoom and we're chatting. We end up being on Zoom for like two and a half hours. Um, Have this conversation. And what ended up happening is this person essentially, like, ended up kind of pitching me their program and asked me a ton of questions and had me in a place where I was really questioning myself. And in, in the call, it felt very natural to me, okay? It felt very natural, the questions they were asking, because like, oh, what's holding you back from doing retreats? And, you know, mm-hmm. why aren't you taking those steps? And what do you wish you had? And I just thought we were having just a fun conversation. I didn't realize he was like, and until about like uh, this person, I didn't realize this person was doing this until about like, I don't know, a third or half the way through. And I was like, hey, you're like selling me. And this person was like, um, well, yeah, like, you know, sometimes you realize like when you have judgment on this, then that's actually what's keeping you from closing sales and you have judgment on other people. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so I'm still like in this and this person's giving some good information and I'm considering entering into the program because it was also very much uh, a spiritual thing. We follow our soul. There's guidance. It said It's had all the right words because I've mm-hmm. already like, stepped away from traditional like bro marketing bullshit that I can't stand. <laughs> uh, I'm not engaging in bro marketing. I promise you six figures in six seconds. I, I ain't into that. This was like a hybrid. This this was captivating my like money mind of like, you gonna finally do it? And then captivating the spiritual side. So anyways, that all takes place. I step aside. My husband had overheard some of it. I went in and I was like, oh, I'm thinking about this. He was like, no. And I was like, wait, what? and he was like do you realize what just happened and so as i peeled out from all of that and i and this is not i don't think this is this person did maliciously this is me realizing right this is one of those moments where you realize you kind of get sucked back in mm-hmm. where it was like holy crap that really showed me where i maybe not as strong in my like newfound beliefs with my self trust mm-hmm. because i let this conversation really go and really um point out the places where I may be insecure or where I feel like I'm not good enough where I'm like still seeking the external validation it really exposed a lot of that and I don't think it's a bad thing we don't have to like exterminate all the ways that we feel these ways Mm -hmm. but it's recognizing and I was like yo hold on I like I didn't tell them like this is me like hold on like I don't need this I don't need this program to prove that I'm good enough Mm -hmm. and I don't authentically want to do the things that he this this coach was sharing don't want to do those things um but I was pulled in by the allure and the excitement and the
0: the flashy words yeah
2: yeah totally yeah
0: I definitely um I fall into that pattern sometimes too like where I'm like oh yeah I want to do this and this and this, or like, you know, you're grounded in your thing, but then you're scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. or something sounds fun. And you're like, oh, do I need this? And I've noticed for me, it's a way that I like procrastinate,
2: mm. you know,
0: it's a, it takes me kind of off my path and kind of sidetracks me. Cause I'm like, Ooh, something shiny, whatever, instead yeah. of like keeping on, like I'm probably closer if I just keep on my path versus if I try and pull something in that somebody else is like trying to sell me or whatever.
2: Yeah, Totally. Totally.
1: It's so funny. Yeah. it probably,
2: probably maybe
1: actually helped to strengthen your resolve in yourself when you had that realization. So Mm -hmm. maybe that was like a helpful thing in the end.
2: Well, big time, because that wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't. And so now here I am continuing to trust, trust the call intuitively with myself, trust the Akashic records, trust the connection that I have, trust this whole thing where now I'm quote unquote, exposing myself out there for the world to see with this group program that was scary <laughs> for me to, oh my God, is it gonna, right? So then I got really grounded in that. And I'm like, this program, like I can feel it. I can feel the energy of it. It is so potent in the lives it's gonna change. And for the first time ever in my experience of being a coach, <laughs> like in this whole, like trying to make it happen over the past 10 years, because, and this is my story, because I have an energetic alignment and a frequency first as far as like the groundingness of it. Like I barely, this is my perception, right? Like I barely talked about it and I already had interest and I already have a couple people that have come on board and I'm like, Oh my God. I tried so hard. I tried so hard to enroll people in the past and programs and like, oh, you're supposed to reach out to 20 people a day and start conversations and like all the different like tactics and strategies and things that I tried so hard, so hard, so hard.
0: And now it's so just flowing. It kind of goes back to what you were saying before about like our timeline and not rushing the timeline and just trusting in the timeline as well as trusting in yourself, which Mm -hmm. is so important. You know, we're, we're kind of like as a society meant to believe that like everything has to happen fast. And if it doesn't happen overnight, it's not successful, but it's like, we have a lot, life is a long time, (laughs) you know, like we live for a long time. There's a lot to accomplish, (laughs) It's going to be okay. And
2: as much as you logically may understand Mm -hmm. those concepts, because you're like, oh, I understand this. We still can sometimes get caught in those cycles of being mad or beating ourselves up. Like, why isn't this happening? (laughs) And you know it, you understand it, but it's like the embodiment of it. And like anything else, when you get on the other side of the challenge of the thing, right, you can see so much more clear.
0: Right,
2: and you're like, oh wow, okay. Well, if I would have just CTFO, chilled the fuck out, <laughs> it would have happened. And one thing I yeah. heard today from my soul coach um, is she was sharing, you know, the thing is, is like, yes, we want everything to be so amazing and abundance and love, manifest all these things, high vibe, let's go. We have to experience the contrast. Mm-hmm. We have to experience what we perceive or feel as like misalignment in order to know what alignment feels like. Mm -hmm. We have to experience both sides and everything in between, whatever that is like, sometimes that's what we have to experience. So all this like hard stuff I've experienced trying to make it work in my life, or even whatever you have experienced in your life, your business currently experiencing, like now that I'm at the end of that fucking cycle, I'm like, oh my God, this is what easy feels like. You know, and people have told it to me the whole time. But it's like I had to go through that to really appreciate. <laughs> like, really appreciate, right? Because had it been easy out the gate, I would not have appreciated. I don't think I would have got the lesson. Mm. Of the mm-hmm. frequency first because i would have been like a from where i was before coming out of corporate sales it would have been like a take for granted thing this is just what i do i just and i think that that can still happen but it's kind of like what's layered under it because i could still have that this is what i do this is what i do I just show up and i am me, and it happens i can still have that but like what's kind of layered under it
1: so interesting yeah i love it well we've i feel like we could keep chatting about this for a long time but do you want to do like a little mini reading so people can hear what that sounds like or do you have a, want to see if there's a message for the audience or what do you feel called to
2: share? All right, give me a second cuz we've been in this like chatty space. Yeah. Let <laughs> me just like tune in and just see what feels the most like the most aligned right now. Okay. So give me a second. Okay. So there is just like a very short message that they want to share and um we can if you if you ladies would like we could do like a mini reading for you guys where you could use each, each ask a question the words are not coming out each ask a question <laughs> and we could do that so but of course that has to be your permission too so I'm not just gonna like read you if you don't do you know I'm an open book tell them whatever I'll
0: be open
2: to that <laughs> okay um so that really the the message that they were sharing that just came in was these words of reminder for us it was it was laughter joy peace it's just a reminder to bring those things more into our lives more frequently mm-hmm. because we get so like stiff and straight with how we do things mm-hmm. and so really that would that's that's the message laughter, peace, joy, bringing more of that in. And they and they're letting me know that it's really this is just that's how simple it is. And so instead of a big complex message, or a big experience of that, that that is like, that's it. That's it recognizing the simplicity of Mm -hmm. what is and what could be. Mm. Thank you. I love that. Yeah, you're welcome. And just another little peek into like, you know, the mind stuff. The mind is like, well, why wasn't that longer? It should have been more, right? Like the mind is always chattering, but I'm not paying right. it attention because I trust that
1: mm-hmm. what came
2: through was the right thing. But I'm just kind of sharing like that stuff's still happening.
1: Right, right. I'm only right.
2: sharing it because of our conversations. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be like, oh, whatever. That was a powerful <laughs> message. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Right. Yeah. So it's happening. I'm, I'm just validating that it's happening.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, yes. just kind of, it goes to the message, you know, it's like simple. Mm-hmm. It just it it can be simple. It doesn't have to be like, I know for me, I always know when I'm kind of like in my shadow or not in fully alignment when I'm being very serious. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. think I'm really meant to be that serious in this life. So when I get like, oh no, I have to do this and that, and, and this structure and it's schedule and this, I'm like, Okay. I'm tired. <laughs> like yeah. I can't. I just put some music on, have a dance party. It's fine. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. That's awesome. Were you gonna say something, Mo?
1: Oh no, I was just I think yeah, the message makes sense with what the message is. It's short mm-hmm. and sweet and just what That's you it. need to be reminded of.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. I just got chills. So yeah. let me um as you guys decide, you may already know who wants to go first. You don't have to tell me, but let me just kind of tune in from a different perspective, since I'm <laughs> many reading um, and then we'll kind of pop up and you'll let me know who wants to go first. So just to explain what I'm doing, felt guided to share this is so what I'm doing is I'm I have the opening prayer in front of me and I've already opened prior to us meeting but because we've been talking and whatever, like I'm basically centering my energy and I am I'm tuning into the, when I learned this, the teacher talked about markers, like these different markers that say, okay, like I'm connected when it feels this way, you know, mm. when, I, when I feel that, like to be like, okay, I'm there. So that's basically what I'm doing. And I use my breath to kind of help like calm me down, get more of my body. I'm focused on being grounded in the experience my feet are flat on the ground and I'm just becoming present and then being like okay Jenny like you had your time on the stage let's kind of <laughs> take a step back for a second so that way you kind of know I've heard this on other people's podcasts where they're like explaining what they're doing so that the listener yeah, can kind of have be like oh that's how it works okay that's mm-hmm. how it works for me mm-hmm. it may be different for you or others that you may connect with so mm-hmm. who wants to go first
0: I I vote Maureen. Okay, I'll go first.
2: (laughs) Okay. All right. What question do you have, Maureen?
1: What should I know about my job?
2: Okay, so I do hear song lyrics. And um, the first lyrics that I was hearing was, it's a vibe, it's a frequency. It's a vibe, (laughs) it's a frequency. And it is a song I'm just sharing. It is a song that I am aware of. So they will use things in my world Mm -hmm. to speak. And I heard those specific lyrics like hmm. from that song. So let me let me tune in and see what else they want to share. Okay, they're showing me a vision and it reminds me of um like Ebenezer Scrooge and the the Ghost of Christmas. And I think okay. one of them or no, it's his friend. His friend has like the chains on his like legs. And hands, and they're like really heavy. It's like mm-hmm. that ghost, like that's what I'm seeing. Like I'm seeing like those chains specifically with this. Like there's just like a heaviness, and like each step is very heavy when it's being like stepped in place. And it's just it's it's that, yeah. I think that that ghost with the chains explains like the the energy of what they're sharing in this vision.
1: Okay.
2: And it's interesting because they're showing like you are both like in that experience and watching it. They're like showing it. You're kind of like dipping in and out of both those perspectives where it's like you're the ghost, not really, but like that you're the ghost in that vision. And then you're like in the room and you're like watching and you're like, that's not me. That's not me. But like, then you're back in and you're like, Okay, this is me. Like, it's they're showing that being switched hmm. and flipped around. Interesting. Yeah. And then there was like three things that came in at the same time. One of them was um, like, the sun will come out tomorrow. Like, this was all layered. It was like, the sun will come up to, out tomorrow. And then they showed that you were like, in this room, like, same vision that was already there with the Changing your perspectives. You were in this room, and they showed a room that kind of looked like a, um, like a hospital type of, like sterile type of setting. And mm-hmm. then they were like, "It's." It, they said, "It's a jail of your own making." Like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently that must have hit because you both <laughs> were laughing. Um, that's so funny. Let me see if there's <laughs> anything else. Um, or I'm pausing because they asked me to pause. Or do you have any specific question before I tune in and see what else is there?
1: I guess just, well, they don't tell you the future, but what should I be doing? Or what job do they see like being not a jail of my own making? <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Jenny, chill out. Jenny's laughing because I'm funny. Anyway. <laughs> okay so here they're they're really like they're showing and inviting so they're showing you having like such a sense of freedom from really just like removing all of like the energy the chains the clothes the everything from this experience and just being free without having to know where or what to do just like It's like you're completely disconnecting. It's like all of that is just like shedding off of you and you're completely disconnected from what you perceive to be the truth as you perceive it. They're saying the truth as you perceive it is not the truth as it is. It's only the truth as you perceive it. So it's removing like the perception layer, Hmm. all of that, to then just be. They're inviting you to be without knowing what's next to just be.
0: Okay. Your favorite. (laughs) (laughs)
2: but but they're they're just they're they're just reminding again they're like tell her again that a big important piece of this is really removing everything that is like just being in a space where you're completely separate from all that is and not and this isn't like that you have to go anywhere or do anything differently this is more from the mind like it's like completely like detaching from everything detaching from money and what is and what about this and what about this and what about that and what uh, I don't know like detaching from all that completely like just being marine. Hmm. And they're showing they're showing like a plot of nature. Like you're out a plot. I don't know why I said that. Maybe there's a message there. But like there's they're showing like nature like you're out in nature. And it's it's almost as if like you're naked in nature. And I'm Mm -hmm. adding a layer to this just from like a which I wouldn't do in a reading, but because of where we're at, it's like something like naked in nature could be literal or it could just be figurative, Mm -hmm. right? Like obviously each message has, you know, if you perceive it as I need to go stand naked in nature or go do like a naked retreat or something, then that Mm -hmm. is the message. Or maybe that's not the message. Maybe the message is something else. Right. So Oh, cool. thank you. Else or any clarification or? Um, well, I think I'll okay. think about that.
1: Okay. <laughs> thank you.
2: Perfect. So before we go to Fiona, let me just kind of like, ooh, I'm hitting buttons. Let me just like disconnect from your energy specifically. So what I do when I disconnect is I like take scissors as if I'm like cutting cords from that. And then I also have um, a selenite stack. And so I have a crystal that I hold. Um, this is not a mango quartz, but I just forgot what it was. So I hold a crystal that just like when I'm channeling, I hold this crystal. It's like a blue quartz, maybe I forget what it is. And then I have the selenite when I'm clearing between people because I do on the 11th of every month, I do for now, who knows if I'll be guided elsewhere. But for now, I, on the 11th of every month, I do free mini readings on my social media and I go live. And so uh, I use this to help kind of clear between people.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So, and this is something you can do too. This isn't just a reader thing. So let's say you're out and about, and I don't know, I go to Panera a lot, so you're out of Panera and there's just people you're interacting with, whether it was actually interacting with them or just the fact that you were in the same energetic space, you can kind of cut cords. You can, um, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to imagine like a white light flushing through me and just kind of clearing everything out mm-hmm. um cool. there's a lot of different ways to do it so that's that's what i do and once again for me it's pretty quick because i trust i trust that it it cleared mm-hmm. right so all right fiona all right so
0: i don't have like a very specific question but is there a possibility that you could just kind of like tell me if there's a message I need to hear, like just kind of that?
2: They're saying expansion is on the horizon. Mm. Your soul is ready to expand. You're ready to receive more. You're ready to hear more. You're ready to be more. You're ready to feel more.
0: Good. I definitely resonate that. Good job.
2: That. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're all they're also sharing that. There's, um, I'm trying to figure out the words. So they're showing that there's like a a sheath, okay? I don't know the word to explain, but it's like a clear sheath that is like a door or like a block or like something that is keeping you from moving forward. Mm. But it's a sheath in that it's like so thin and so... Like non-existent, mm-hmm. but yet, like existent. Um, another example that they want me to share for that is like a like a force field, um, uh, like a <laughs> like Wakanda on like the the movie. you yeah. <laughs> have got the force field, and it's kind of like if you're you know you're able to walk through it until you're not. Mm, right mm-hmm. so it's kind of there and it's not fully like wakanda because it isn't like hidden but right. it's like something like that where like you can totally walk through but at the same time or like a force field that sheath the force field's not it they're like sheath it's a sheath <laughs> s-h-e-a-t-h <laughs> um yeah it's interesting because they're like this sheath is like a layer of like protection for you it's kind of like um like a hiding or something like it's something mm-hmm. that you're using as a way to kind of like not come out but at the same time they're showing a vision of like you pushing your head through the sheath but like your whole body isn't through it and you're like hey <laughs> what's up <laughs> and you're kind of just like looking around but like the body's still behind the sheath. so it's like you're like but i come out i'm out here i'm out here <laughs> But like you're you're not because sounds on brand.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, it's, do they have any tips for me to fully step through?
2: They're like, it's so simple, but like, do you realize that there's not even a sheath there? Yeah. (laughs) They're like, and, and, and something's telling me that I can say this, so I'm just going to drop it. They're Mm -hmm. like, fucking do it. Like (laughs) fucking do it. With love. Again, like, very on love. brand, love you. <laughs> like they're just like, do it. Like, what are you waiting on They're They're sharing like the thing is, is like it has served a purpose. It has been there for you. It's something mm-hmm. that has served a purpose and it is it has been very useful. So mm-hmm. they want to acknowledge it has been so useful for you. And it's not something that you need to just discard completely. But at the same time, like that's how simple it can be. Like there is an aspect of this that it's just a decision. And at the same time, it's something that has provided you comfort and support and the ability to... Okay, so they're adding another layer in here because they were starting to say like, they're, they were gonna share like the ability not to be you, but then they're adding this layer in like, there's, they're not telling me exactly who, so this is an energy of it, where it's like, there's like a family member or a person That has basically like you've needed the sheath for that experience or that experience with those people or something. And so that's what has helped, that is what has grounded it in. Because it's like in every interaction, like you've learned to have the sheath there, and so that just kind of became your norm across all interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're, they're giving me the impression too that like this is not, this person's not as active in your life anymore or this group of people or the situation or something is not as active in your life. So like, like you don't need it anymore. Right. And, and they're like, they're even showing me, they're like showing me, and I don't know why the color orange keeps coming up with this, but like they're showing um, like this person or situation kind of walking back into your awareness. And it's like, after you've removed the sheath and it's like, there's like that knee jerk, like I need that sheath again, but it's, they're like, you don't, you actually don't like you are able to handle that interaction just fine. Like, you don't need it. You don't need to interact the way that you did before that kept you safe. Like, you can interact fully as you, who you are today, who you are in that future, present moment. Like, you can act in that way, the way you are without having the sheath right. there. Right. And they're showing it the way that they're showing it too is like, you're just so rooted and grounded. Like, I'm seeing, I don't know why they're showing me the clothes. So, I'm seeing like you in like a pair of like boots that like are like knee high boots or something. And you have like the color red on and you're just standing there like very, just like, just very cool, like secure, strong, confident. Hey, what's up? How are you? Like, loving. Like, you're Mm just really just poised there in this like really powerful looking outfit. Cool, (laughs) I like it. (laughs) I don't always get outfits either. So that was like, they're not always showing me like (laughs) that (laughs) per se. Are there any other questions or clarification or anything?
0: I don't think so. That all resonated a ton. And I do feel like I, like you said, on the horizon, you know, and that's how it feels like that she threw me just feels like on the horizon. I'm like, okay, I'm currently like wrapping things up energetically with other things so that I can fully be present in what I'm calling Mm -hmm. forward and where I'm going next. If that makes sense.
2: It does energetically because it feels really good. The energy Mm -hmm. with what you're saying feels really good. And I got a slight chill down my back.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's how I feel. So that's, that's super fun. That was fun. I like that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me disconnect. And then we can. Yeah. And then I'm also going to say that we think the record keepers and guides, the records are now closed. So be it. So be it. So be it. Oh, there is a close mark on that. And okay. I'm still me. And I still can do my thing. But I like to like close off when we're done.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That was cool. Stuff. That was cool. I love that. <laughs> the
2: first time ever receiving something like that or what's share, share whatever you want, share your experience for the listeners to hear.
1: That was but... my first time hearing a message from the Akashic records.
2: Ooh.
1: I mean, I think Thanks. my guides were hanging out when we had Tia on and she did a little bit of a psychic reading, so, cool. but um, yeah, it was cool. I do feel like a lot of that job stuff, but uh, <laughs> prison of my own making made us both laugh because it's like (laughs) you know this job that looks great and glamorous and is fun and then the reality of it is a lot of downtime and boredom and you don't quite make as much money as you might have thought and so you know we've talked a lot about what's next and trying to figure that all out so Mm -hmm. that was an interesting that was interesting imagery to describe it but it felt like that was on point (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's cool. It's yeah, same. I haven't had like the Akashic Records per se, but I've definitely done a lot of like even when you're saying like clearing and connecting, like when um when I got certified in Reiki, like we did all of that stuff. So like playing on that energetic field is something I've definitely done before. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I have done Akashic Records. I wonder if my friend Chip, I think he may have. I mean it maybe wasn't called Akashic records, but it was similar, you know, like kind of visions or whatever feeling you get from a guide and, you know, releasing the judgment of like, whatever it is, it just is Mm -hmm. what the message is. Mm -hmm. It's not really interpretation. Whereas like tarot is more of interpretation, you know, you're using Mm -hmm. the cards and then you're interpreting and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. I love that.
2: Yeah. It's, it's beautiful and you know, you're right. There are a lot of different intuitives and mm-hmm. people who are accessing for sure. The Akashic records, just whether mm-hmm. they're consciously aware or not. Right. And I think too, like my soul coach, she's definitely accessing the records, but she hasn't like positioned from a marketing standpoint, or maybe felt the right. call to go out there because for her, she's more about activation and alignment. Mm-hmm. And so where she is receiving the intuitive messages are from the You'll hear some people say the Akash or the Akasha, Mm -hmm. which is like the energetic field of all that is consciousness. Like a lot of it overlaps as far as Mm. where people are getting information on granted, you get into, you know, ascended masters or, you know, like Daryl Anka channeling Bashar, which is a, another being who's not necessarily consciousness, but he's a part of consciousness because we all are part of it so there's like different things but i said all that to say like a lot of people are likely connecting in some way to the akashic records it's just a matter yeah. of if they're saying it so like and too with me saying akashic records it's more likely not always i'm not promising but that like some kind of past life thing may come up or you know what i'm saying versus if mm-hmm. i go to my soul coach it's less likely and a past life is going to come up because mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying the kind of the intention in the container
0: yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So. Cool. Love it. I love past life stuff. <laughs> <That's
2: fun. laughs> I love all this
0: stuff. <laughs> I know. I'm just so grateful to have had you on. And I think this was so informative and, um, you have a really fun, easy way of explaining all of it. That's so, um, I guess just grounded and relatable. So I thank you for taking the time. We definitely appreciate it.
1: Yeah, that was great. So do you, we'll list all your links, but do you want to tell people where they can find you and sign up for your new group classes, which sound like they're going to be really cool. I know. Yeah. I'm like, do I need a group? All class?
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So I'd say the easiest thing to give in something like this would be if you want all the links to all the things, if you go to the lifeadventurist.com, all the links are there. And then if you're like into social media and Instagram and YouTube and all that, I'm at the Akashic Nomad. So like I've channeled messages up. I have, you know, you can message me. And as far as the group goes, I will say this. So one thing I'm doing differently with the group um, experience, the seven weeks of magic is that I'm not just like having a link and then whoever wants to buy, buys. Mm -hmm. There is an energetic alignment piece that happens with this because it is a very sacred container as far as... Um, both parties being like, yes, it's an energetic yes. And also too, you knowing, and being able to tap into, it. it's kind of like, in a way, a bit of like the first, I don't really like this word, but I know how I felt when I did this was like a bit of an initiation into practicing, listening to your intuition and not mm-hmm. your mind. Like your mind being like, oh, I want this because of the price, or I want this because I need this, or I want it this. Because... Solve my problems. Right. Like it's, it's a true soul yes, where it's like, yes. So it's like two pieces I'm going to feel in into, and I've been doing energetic alignment calls with people just so we can have that space to explore. Like what are your intentions and what's here and what are your questions?
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: from there, this is very different than what's traditionally taught in closing sales and coaching and whatever, because it's like. If it makes sense, like I'm like, cool, the door is open, but like you have to choose. Because I know that I could use my energy and my excitement to bring you in because I've done it in sales my whole life and not as a manipulative way. I just get excited about things. Mm-hmm. And I really want this to be, um, it's like, I'm, as each person says yes and officially comes in, like there's this energetic container that's coming together. <laughs> so like, it's, I just want it to be a really good feat for, I don't want someone to be in there where maybe the timing's not right, mm. okay? And I don't know if I'm gonna run it again, I don't know yet because I do everything intuitively now, but I'll share I'll share my experience of why I kind of broke some of that down is in my Soul Coaches group thing, I knew we were gonna to work together and when she launched her thing in March, I mentally wanted to be there. Her thing's called Unleash Your Abundance, so it like triggers those things. I'm like, oh yeah, I want abundance, let's go. But when I really felt in, I was like, this is a no right now. And it kind of broke my heart because logically I was like, yes, I'm in. I want to work with her. But like when I really felt into it, it was like, not yet, not yet. And I was like, you know, but I was also practicing trusting myself, trusting intuition and really being in that place where I could make that aligned decision and not Mm -hmm. a decision based on other things. And so when she put it back up and I tuned in, it was, like an instant guess. And so I'm in that now. Like it was an all the way guess. Mm-hmm. So, would I have still benefited from it? Probably. But is it that much more like grounded exactly. and rooted and on purpose? Yeah. And mm-hmm. yes. So, um, I do have those um, energetic alignment calls. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we can chat on social. So
0: fun. I love it. So
1: awesome.
0: many great ways to connect with you. Love mm-hmm. that.
1: Well, it was so fun meeting you. Thank you. And that's it.
0: We'll see you next time. (laughs) Holla.
1: (laughs) Bye, guys. Thank
2: you
0: so much, Jenny.
2: (laughs) You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Jenny Holla. Jenny Holla. So I love that (laughs) she was describing my work as being Ebenezer Scrooge's partner in shackles. <laughs> and I believe she said a prison of my own making. So oh,
0: interesting. Yeah. And you kind of took some action after that, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I Are was you like- comfortable to share that? Well, I think you should tell the story because it's kind okay. of cool too. Just like your four line showing itself. Like tell me the whole story you told me the other day.
1: Okay, fine. So... <laughs> in human design, I'm a two, four. And Mm -hmm. Fiona has told me that a four line means that you really lean into your community. And that's like a big part of your, I don't know. Your network
0: is your net worth, baby.
1: There we go. So I've been trying to think of what job I want to do next and, you know, I occasionally apply for things on LinkedIn. Like I still like my job and it's fine, but I'm kind of feeling like it might be a prison of my own making. And, um, (laughs) Maybe you're shackled
0: to your makeup right. brushes. <laughs> so,
1: and then I was finally like, you know what? I have to just like figure use my network. So I reached out to a woman that I used to work with and looked at some positions that were open with her company. Sure enough, there was something that sounded interesting. Reached out to her and next thing you know, got an interview lined up after, you know, so many applications to other random positions. I was like, oh. Four line, (laughs) four line,
0: I love it. So beautiful. Um, Which is also
1: funny because we did our little mystically inclined human design chart, and she is a four one generator.
0: She is, and four one is bonus life. You know, right? That's what Jen and Zoe calls it. It's just like kind of fun. It's our bonus career, Mel.
1: Four one's just here to like have fun and be their best selves, right?
0: That's Devin. Devin's a four one. Right. Yeah. It's here like having her time, being the center of attention (laughs) at all times.
1: Yep, she is. And your Mm -hmm. reading from Jenny was quite interesting. Did you feel like you identified with some of the things she was saying?
0: I mean, for sure. For sure. And it's funny because the last couple of weeks I've been very like stressed. Like work has been a lot. We've been moving. I've been trying to unpack and so I've been very stressed and I'm also like getting my period. So like, it's making me even more emotional. So like literally anything John says to me, I'm just like, take it so sensitive. How fun. <laughs> He's just like, Oh my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, But yeah, it's been really fun. So it was cool. Like hearing what she said, because what did she say again? I haven't listened back since we're she recording. She said this. that
1: they were showing her that you have a veil. But that mm. it's like very thin, and when you asked her how you get rid of it, she just she said it's just a decision. But yeah, that the I veil like had protected herself. you.
0: Yeah, like I think afterwards, you and I um were talking, and and you're like, who do you think you've been like, you know, or like what was? Yeah, because she said me? there was
1: like a toxic energy, and the veil protected you from it. Yes, but like that you are strong enough now that you don't need it anymore.
0: Right. So that's when I was kind of like, oh, I wonder if I was just like kind of doing it to myself, like as a way to
1: protect myself from. Well, yeah, nobody else put your veil on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. But fair who do you point. think you're trying to protect point. yourself from? Well,
0: that's what I'm saying. I think I was trying to protect myself from myself.
1: Oh, I don't you know. you going to be too hard on yourself.
0: mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: And I don't really know. To yourself, I'm trying. It is hard. It's so, hard. Um. Oh, also on <laughs> mine, she said that I should go, like, sit in nature naked or something. I have not oh, yeah. done that. Just a oh, follow up.
0: Maybe you need to meditate, like, and just envision it. Okay, I'll try that. Okay, like so, my sister has done this, and it's so funny because <laughs> she just. First of all, yes, she loves to be in nature naked, which I love that for her. Um, But also she'll just be like, I need to ground and just like goes and lays in the grass, like wherever she is. And just like, we'll take a little nap, you know, a little projector nap. And (laughs) we were at my parents' old house and they live kind of like up on a, they lived on this hill. And we were surrounded by a lot of trees and it was like kind of a little hurricane type of thing that we get here in Connecticut, like not a Mm -hmm. full blown hurricane, but it was just a crazy storm. And there was like branches all over the yard and a lot of debris in the yard. And my dad went to the window to like, check it out. And then he sees like all these big branches. And then my sister just like (laughs) laid out on her back, like passed out on the yard. And he almost had a heart attack because he's like, oh God, she's dead. (laughs) she was out there during that storm (laughs) hit by a branch and it was just so funny she's like oh no it's just taking a nap and he's like why would you
1: (laughs) how could you take a nap in the middle of the storm is my question no
0: no it was after the storm it was after the storm oh okay it was so funny oh my god i just love her She just when she does things like that that are just like who she is it just makes it gives me so much joy you know She's just—it's so following good. She's so her fun. calling to go yeah. lay in the grass.
1: It feels like that would be a very buggy experience.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember her mentioning anything about bugs. <laughs> so
1: okay, we'll see. Is Devin waking heard, up?
0: oh uh, yeah, I heard a little knock at my door. Did you hear that? Mm-mm. We'll see if she opens the door.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but yeah, I love Jenny. I thought she was so cool. I thought her lifestyle was really cool, and just she has such a fun energy.
1: Like she was just. I know she was very like chill and yeah, yeah, she had a good vibe. The nomadic yeah. lifestyle sounds like a nightmare to me, though. I'm gonna be honest.
0: Oh, like, does it? It sounds uh, like a dream.
1: Yes, it sounds like you have to move every day, which is the worst thing ever. <laughs> and, but not if
0: you don't have stuff. If you don't have stuff, then you don't really have to move much, like your clothing. Yeah, but then you don't That's have like to move stuff. Yeah, but like what stuff do you actually need? Like my favorite mugs,
1: <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know. I um, and you can never have friends over. Oh, I know. Mm, yeah, know.
0: That four line. But like, what if you just went and and moved to places like your brothers live? Like, what? What if you went to like Chicago and lived there for three months and got to hang out with Kyle all the time? Or indie, and then you got to hang out with Colin all the time. Or then Hawaii and got to hang out with your parents.
1: Yeah, but then I still would rather have a home that I went back to after. Okay, that's fair. Okay. But you can be a nomad if you want, if you like that.
0: I think I want to be a nomad. Um, I liked the one she talked about where it was like, you live somewhere for a few months and then you go back home for a few months. Like if I were to nomad, that's how I would do it. Because I would okay. miss my people yeah
2: I not that I have that. many but
0: like you know a little handful like mm-hmm. my little handful of people I'd miss them yeah okay that's fair but I like to see different places and I, I like the time that like you can explore
1: totally yeah I do feel like there's a difference of just going on vacation somewhere for a mm-hmm. week versus mm-hmm. living there for a couple months right totally different experience agreed
0: agreed so that would be cool okay um, fair enough yeah.
1: Um, yeah. All right. We have a couple other follow-ups. Okay. Ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one, you mentioned when we were talking to Lisa that you were going to start working with a nutritionist. Oh, I and did. And so I was wondering
0: how that was going. Um, Really good. I did four weeks with her and she gave me a bunch of meal plans that are kind of like interchangeable. So she does like, it's like macro-based so she gives you like the calories and all of that. Um, but then about two weeks into our four weeks, she was like, okay, she's actually, um, she's always been very driven and hardworking and things like that. And so she's also um, a personal trainer. She does a couple other little side hustles. So she's been growing her business. So she went from having kind of like a smaller unit to she was in the middle of purchasing a, like 11,000 square foot building that she would be like, have this huge wellness facility. Oh, wow. And this huge gym. So she was like, something's got to go. She also, you know, has a partner and a baby. So she's like, I'm... (laughs) <laughs> like I'm, this is too much, so she was like, "I'm just going to do this for weeks." A and I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, but anyways, so she gave me a bunch of meals and snacks, and I realized a couple of things. Okay, first of all, I was not eating nearly enough food.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Or maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe I, I was consuming the same amount of food, but I wasn't eating nearly enough, like protein. Mm. Um, you know balancing like the fat and the carbs and things like that. Or like in the past I've done like keto, it was like high fat and blah, blah, blah. Um, but so that was definitely something I learned that was like, I was like, Oh, okay. Um, but it really just made my life a lot easier, especially with my work schedule, like working in retail, I would eat at like seven o'clock in the morning, like a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. And then not eat again till like three o'clock in the afternoon when Mm -hmm. I would take my break. That's
1: a long stretch.
0: That's a long stretch. And then you're not going to eat this huge meal Mm -hmm. because then you have to go back to work and you'll just get tired. Like I get very Mm -hmm. tired if I eat too much during the day. Um, Indirect light digestion. We'll do that Mm -hmm. to you. So she, she like set up breakfast for me. That was a bit more filling and more well-rounded that I can eat like part of it is a protein shake. So I could just like drink that on my way to work. And Mm -hmm. then like, I was like, okay, my snacks need to be like quick, something I can just shove in my mouth at my desk. Um, And then like my lunch, another snack on my way home. And then I have my dinner. So it's like, just really kind of even me out. I also found that like, I was having no sugar cravings, but Mm. because I was like eating often enough that my, my blood sugar wasn't dropping significantly. That was causing me to like have those crazy um, sugar cravings that I was having. And I did lose some weight. Exciting. Yeah. So that was exciting. Um, but overall, I just felt so much better. Like my okay. mind was clearer. I wasn't as like um, emotional. Like even when I got my period, I was like a lot less, like I didn't have a lot of the symptoms that I usually had, mm. but which was interesting.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. So now you're already done with your four weeks, right?
0: Oh yeah. I've been done. Yeah. Um, but I still kind of loosely follow it. And by okay. loosely, I mean like the meals, the cool thing about how she did it was like, I told her what I already eat mm-hmm. and then she just told me how much of it to eat.
1: Oh, cool. so like, wait, she's like not, a she's not doing meal mm-hmm.
0: plans anymore though. She's not, but I think she does have somebody she recommends. So I can find out who her person is. All right. Cause we can link some information. Yeah. It was really cool, but, um, she was awesome. It was great. It was a great experience. Good job. I kind of liked it that I only did it for four weeks. Um, because I tend to get a little crazy. Right. Crazy. I mean like a little disordered eating. (laughs) So (laughs) it was nice that it was just like a little something. It wasn't so much focused on the weight and the number on the scale, but more focused on, um, just how I felt. Yeah. You know? So yeah, good.
1: that's a good approach. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Our next follow-up is about Tia. Mm. So you have had your reading since we spoke to <gasps> I Tia. Have. Oh my God. Yeah. Did you learn any fun things? Did you talk to anyone who's passed?
0: Nobody came through that was passed. Okay. I'm trying to think of what we talked about. Um, We did talk about, Mostly about like career stuff, but there was also like a lot of relationship stuff too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I just think we've been so busy that we haven't been focused on our relationship. And then having a toddler, like it's really hard to like not be tired and like put in energy after you're still tired of all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And we're supposed to, so our anniversary is next week, our five-year wedding anniversary. Aww. So we we're supposed to go up to Vermont for a few days because um, I was doing a, uh, I said yes to like mm-hmm. doing a hair job up there. And I was like, oh, John, this works out. I'm already taking time off. We were looking for somewhere to go, but now they rescheduled it Aww. and it's going to be here in Connecticut instead oh, boo. because Vermont is having some crazy weather and oh. some flash flooding and stuff. So they were like, it's safer to just be here. So I was uh, very disappointed. He Hmm. was like, oh man. So John was like, we could, he was like, we just moved and we have our own place. Like we could still send the baby and the dog to their sleepovers and we could just like stay home. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds lovely, except I'm not done. And I have a really hard time not finishing something I started.
1: Yeah. You guys just moved. That's not going to be relaxing to sit in a place that you want to have a million projects done in. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe you could just find like like a little Airbnb or something in Connecticut though.
0: Yeah, that's possible. We also have a friend, like one of my good friends lives up in Burlington and he said that the weather there was fine. Mm. So I'm like, he, John was like, well, what if we did like Tuesday, Wednesday, came home Thursday morning and like Tuesday we stay home. We just like binge some shows on Netflix, just like do nothing for a day. Even like, he's like the rule is no projects. And then on Wednesday, we still go up to Burlington, have the day, spend the night there, and then drive back in the morning. So I'm like, mm, that's maybe possible. Okay.
1: all right. But then I'm like, find... what if we get
0: stuck in Vermont? Well, you would like that. Probably. But then I wouldn't be back to do Nicole's hair. Mm. Ooh. Anyways, we'll that's... figure that out. Yeah. But um, what else does she say in my reading? That was cool. I mean, basically, sometimes I feel like When I get readings, they're just like the cards are just like, Yeah, good job, good direction, go for Mm -hmm. it. And then you you're like, Okay, cool. Yeah. And then you're like, now what? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did you you have your reading yet with her? No, we've had it rescheduled
1: a couple of times, but as of right now, it's scheduled for next week. So Okay. So well. But follow up. Um Amy listened to our episode with Tia and went searching through her jewelry. because of how, you know, Gigi came through and said that she had the blue stone jewelry. And she did find a ring that is from my aunt. So perhaps originally from Gigi, but I'm not sure. And it's a blue stone. And so Amy texted me a picture of it and I sent it to Tia like, is this the stone? (laughs) She's (laughs) like, all they said was a blue stone. I don't know exactly what the piece was, but that is a blue stone. It sure so, was blue stone. Um, that's so funny. Amy's like, do you want it? It's <laughs> like I don't want Gigi to be mad at me. I like, no, I don't, I don't need it. But it was kind of fun to confirm that there is a ring with the light blue stone that was very much like what Tia was describing. So. That's so cool.
0: I that's know. so cool. Yeah. Tia and I, Tia and I might do another reading once I get settled here. Cause I think a lot of the things were, I don't know. Everything's always up in the air, you know? So yeah. I don't even remember what was in my reading with her.
2: We'll
1: okay. see. We'll see. All right. More yes. to come on that. Um, and I think that was all my follow-ups. Okay, great. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I know one other thing I forgot to mention. What? Speaking of this four line that keeps coming up, right? Yeah. We, Got in touch with Jenny originally because she's friends with my cousin. Right. So thanks, Marta. And then Jenny has put us in touch with a bunch of other people. Totally. Yeah. So I know. my cousin was like, I know somebody who does Akashic Records reading. Do you know what that is? It's like, actually, I do. <laughs> and yes, we would like to talk to her. <laughs> so super fine. I'm excited to see who we're going to talk to next because I feel like there's all kinds of fun things that are popping up.
0: I know, me too. I was just like I forgot about that doing this recording with you because I was spray painting. But I was li- while I was spray painting, I was listening to our episode with Tia. Oh, nice! So it's kind of fun, yeah, yeah. And live. I'm gonna have to go re-listen to our my reading with her because mm-hmm. I don't remember what else. But and I've listened to it, but sometimes I don't remember until I'm like doing the thing that she mentioned, and I'm like, oh yeah, Tia said I would do this, right? You know,
1: yeah. All right, we'll keep us posted if you think of any other fun insights.
0: Okay, great, well do. Have
1: fun spray painting. Okay, thanks. And oh, people are listening, which is exciting. And oh, we still need some reviews. So if you like what you're listening to, um, yes. shoot us some five stars. Yeah,
0: and also um, make sure you sign up for our email list. That's how we can like contact you directly, let you know what episodes are coming and maybe we'll do some little fun um, email things only we haven't decided yet but it's a possibility
1: it'll be worth your email
0: (laughs) we won't spam you No, we're not annoying we
1: don't have time to do that actually we sure don't Uh, all right i will talk to you soon yeah have fun thanks for listening bye thanks bye